The A5 Dis team has created a podcast to empower you, the learners we serve. This podcast features conversations that illuminate the topics that are important to you. It is our hope that you will walk away with new tips, tricks, and ideas to inspire you as a whole educator. Before we speak with our guest on this episode, I would like to read you an excerpt from John Spencer's blog, Making the Shift from Student Engagement to Student Empowerment. In this post, he discusses his aha moment as he chaperoned his son's field trip. Two years ago, I was a chaperone for my son's fourth grade field trip to a hands-on pioneer museum. Students learn how to make homemade candles, how to chop wood, how to do some very basic woodworking, how to make bread, and how to quilt. They were fully engaged in the learning. According to Schletzky's level of engagement, nearly every student demonstrated both a high attention and a high commitment to the learning. However, I noticed little moments of frustration when students learned about the peg process used in log cabin design, a girl asked if they could still use the same process in modern log cabin construction. If so, had they adapted the process to be more earthquake proof? Had they changed the peg design? Do they now use glue with the pegs? I reached for my phone to look it up and realized that they had banned devices when we first walked in. So the question hung in the air, unanswered. At another point, a boy felt how hot the log had become after using a hand drill. His friend said it was because the wood was hotter on the inside, just like our bodies are hotter on the inside. The first boy shook his head and said, no, it's because things get hot when they move up against other things. They pulled me into the conversation and suddenly we were discussing friction, movement, heat, and energy. Do bigger drills get hotter than smaller drills if they move at the same speed, he asked. But right at that moment, they called us over to a new task. To be clear, the field trip was amazing Students remained engaged nearly the entire time, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. The volunteers at this museum knew how to interact with the students and keep them fully interested in the content. However, after being highly engaged, the students wanted to move to a new level in their learning. They wanted to try little experiments, chase their questions, and make more decisions. In other words, they wanted to own their learning. Unfortunately, we didn't have time for that. As I stood there watching students move quickly from task to task, I thought about all the moments when I cut off learning right when it was becoming empowering because I viewed it as off task or because I had something engaging I didn't want them to miss or because I thought we might run out of time. I'm sure many of you can relate to this story, but it's in this example where we see the shift from engagement to empowerment. Empowerment is where students want to learn rather than feel like they have to learn something. In this episode, we'll talk to three A5 students on what makes them feel empowered. We'll also discuss their passions that they would love to bring into the classroom. Our next guest is the owner of Shop Lila B, a self-made company where she creates and sells handmade jewelry, primarily through Instagram. 
She is a native of Anderson and grew up through the Anderson Five family. She is a former Concord and McCant student and a graduate of TL Hanna. During her time at Hanna, she was a part of the Lady Jackets soccer team. Currently, she attends the University of South Carolina and she is majoring in visual communications and is getting a minor in fashion merchandising, which she loves, obviously. She has been featured in an article about female entrepreneurship and creativity in the Daily Gamecock, an editorially independent student newspaper at the University of South Carolina. Welcome, Miss Lila Bell Cromer. Hey everyone, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be featured on this podcast. We are super excited that you agreed to join us. When our team was initially brainstorming about the empowered student, I had just heard about you from two teachers in the district. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to reach out and find out if she'll talk to us about her experience in A5 as a student, but also as an entrepreneur and a creator and a student. So I'm super excited to hear from you. My first question for you is, how did Shop Lila B get started? Okay, so basically, I've always had a passion for everything, creativity kind of thing, kind of showing off my personality that way. And so freshman year of college, I just did earrings out of my dorm room. And it became a way to um, kind of meet new people too, because people would ask if they can come over or find out through my Instagram. And so they'd be like, oh, can I come over and look at your earrings? I'd be like, yeah, sure. And then it kind of got more girls to come. And I kind of met people a lot that way. And then I was like, I want to do more. Like, I want to create them. So I was like, maybe I can create my own bracelets. I just never really knew how or had the confidence to until the summer of COVID, honestly. Mm. Because even with earrings, I still was like, I don't know if I should post every day or if that would be annoying. But I just got to the point where, like, you have to if you want to get the followers and get the engagement from everyone. And my roommates hype me up a lot. I'm like, is this weird? They're like, no, do it. Talking on stories and stuff, I just feel like I'm trying to be an influencer. They're like, no, like, everyone loves it. And people do. They're like, I love going through your page and looking through all your stuff. So it's just really fun to see that and hear that. How did your bracelets go from your dorm room to the wrists of these two teachers yeah all the way back in a5 so i started getting the word out i have three roommates that live with me right now they're like lila you have to do a little trunk show out of our apartment so i tried to get that out and then i had 300 followers on instagram that night and then by the end of the night i had 500 so everyone wow. posted on their story and kind of got my name out there, and then their friend saw it and followed me, and they started DMing me wanting some. And then everyone from Anderson, I feel like Anderson is impacting my business the most because no matter what I post or no matter what jewelry that I have, it's like, oh, I want that. They're always the people that are contacting me the most. So when you say Anderson, do you mean like the teachers of Anderson, the students from Anderson, or just the community as a whole? Mm, I would say the community as a whole. I just went to a tea, the debutante club Anderson tea, and I was looking at everyone's wrists and most all girls there either had my bracelets on or earrings on. It was cool to see. Yeah, it's amazing. And then like looking through Instagram with Cotillion that just happened, I think there's like four or five girls that had earrings on for me. And now it, it's not huge, but it has gotten big enough to where I don't always remember who all has bought. Right. So when I see it, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I get so excited. That's a you know? B. <laughs> yeah. That's that is super cool. Yeah, it's it's fun to see. Wow. 
you mentioned that you were doing this as a freshman out of your apartment, but did you, did you start any of that creation piece back when you were a student in A5? Was there a teacher that might have helped to foster this creation and help you to know like, ooh, I could, I could make this a business? I don't, there was never a certain experience or teacher that made the passion kind of spark. It was always in me just wanting to create things and express myself that way. Because I didn't really know I wanted to create jewelry until much later. I've always, my whole life, I would go back and forth from all these things I wanted to do. Like, you remember those little bead things that you would um, iron? Yes. I'd turn those into ornaments. I used to make bracelets and necklaces for my grandmas and their sisters. And, like, I would do that when I was younger. And then I'd stop. And then I'd make other stuff. I would just always be making stuff. But it's just creation. It's always taking something and creating with it to make it into something else, which is a lot of what innovation is, taking tools that you have and finding ways to put them together to create new things. I mean, I I laugh because I used to always carry this little bag with me when I was little to every single restaurant we were waiting on our food I always had like scissors and color pencils and glue and stuff and I always create something while I'm waiting for our food to come but I was just real I loved to just have a hands-on project I still do do you remember any of your teachers through your k-12 experience at the beginning of a year giving out those interest surveys like what are your hobbies what are things that you like to do do you remember a time where a teacher, like you knew they looked at that information that they asked for. You knew they looked at it because they specifically started up a conversation or they were like, ooh, Lila, I know you're going to like this because this this is about fashion right now. Yeah, I, I remember that. Even for other students to like, oh, So-and-so. Johnny likes weather. We're learning about weather today. Like this is all about him and I'm sure he'll love this. Something yeah, like so that. you could see where they were, they were right. trying to get to know and their students. This is weird too, but I've always noticed whenever they put your favorite candy, like they would always be like, oh, you went up in your test score. Here's the candy that you said at the beginning of the year that you, that you liked. So it made me notice that they were yeah. thinking back to those things. So that's, that's really good. With the teachers that you could tell were trying to get to know you, trying to find out more about you, more than just who are you academically, but who are you as a person? Do you, do you feel like you were willing to work harder for them as opposed to a teacher who may be, was just there to teach you? Yes. The teachers that showed that they cared about my passions and what I really cared about made me more eager to start on the projects that they wanted me to do and made me want to do a better job for them because I was like, oh, my gosh, they actually care that I like this thing, so I'm going to really show off what I can do. So that relationship is really important. Yes, for sure. Thinking back to your K-12 experience, because we're we're pulling on the fact that you've already been through the system. Yes. Right? What projects would you have liked to have been able to complete that would have helped to foster your passions or to use your passions, but also to show that you had mastery of content, but not necessarily paper, pencil, test? Right. There's a lot of different things. I would say... Something that I have loved to do just recently is create mood boards and, like, content trend boards, like cutting magazines, putting them on this big poster. I mean, it's something easy. Like a vision board, right? Yeah, a vision board. It's something easy you can do, but, I mean, I have mine in my room, and I look at it every day, so it kind of sparks joy and makes me realize, like, what I have to work towards, kind of. Mm -hmm. So 
I feel like that would have been fun. Even little workshops where um, maybe different people around the community bring stuff in and kids get to learn what they do and then do it themselves and then kind of decide, oh, I like this or oh, I don't really like what they do and go to the next thing. Because I feel like it's hard to find the opportunity to figure out what you want to be when you grow up because you don't everything really... in school is just kind of like history, science. It's not really goes deep into it. So whenever I was trying to find a major, I really didn't know what I wanted to do because I feel like I wasn't really prepared to try to figure out what I wanted. Right. You know? And one of our side conversations, you talked about you had to figure out how to design kind of on your own and you didn't have AIT to to kind of foster right. that, right? AIT, for those of us who are not within Anderson 5, is the Anderson Institute mm-hmm. of Technology. What can teachers do if they're not an AIT teacher, they're not that that kind of level, what can they do to foster those passions, to empower their students? What can they do to help prepare their kids beyond K-12? I would say just to maybe talk to each of the students individually as much as they can. I felt like in my experience growing up through K-12 education, it's just maybe not as individualized as I would like for it to be. So maybe if, I mean, even if it's a little five minutes a day each. Right, For one kid, you know, to kind of be like, oh, what are, how did you like this assignment? Or what are you into, like on the weekends? And kind of get more of a feel for, what the students like Mm -hmm. and try to add that in into little parts of class. Yeah, to what they're doing. Yeah, so even if you are learning about science, if one kid likes fashion, you could somehow try, there's some way to incorporate incorporate it. it. You still have to learn your science, but if there's some little way. It sounds like you would have thrived in an environment that the curriculum was personalized to you. To where, you know, everybody wasn't getting the same thing because y'all didn't need the same thing. And it also sounds like your voice, you wanted to be heard. How did you feel you did with that assignment? Where do you could have been improved? Do you feel like your education would have been much richer if those conversations were happening between you and the teacher? Yes, I do. I feel like, I mean, life isn't always fair and you're not always going to get those conversations but just to have a little bit more, I guess, just I wouldn't have ever, I kind of had to have this passion to kind of spark on my own. And I feel like I could have had it a lot earlier mm. if I would have had more opportunities too. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So Lila, what is a message, if you could speak directly to teachers, that you would want to make sure they knew? I would say that it's never too late to reach back out to a student or encourage them. Um, I think that as long as the students look like they're happy and engaged, they probably are. I think you can tell if a student hates it or not. And so just as long as you're trying, I think it's you're doing a good job. What can teachers do to help prepare students when they do leave the K-12 environment? so that they're ready either for college or they're ready for the workforce? I would say kind of back to what I said earlier, I don't know. I just feel like if we brought in more ideas of jobs, I feel like I didn't even know many jobs that were out there that were really explained. 
I mean, there's just basic jobs, doctor, lawyer, you know, but there's so many out there I didn't really understand and what all they meant. So maybe if we, if teachers kind of went over different aspects of jobs pertaining to different people's passions, maybe it would spark something in each person. Connecting it. Yes. Like, this is what gives you joy. Here's a job. Right. And it might take some research. We, being in the the tech side of things, understand that we're training kids for jobs that don't even exist yet. Right. Right? Because, I mean, even, sorry, even to when I was applying for internships, I had to basically make up jobs that might be out there that I could apply for. Because especially with my major, visual communications, I had no idea all the different jobs that were out there. I mean, if your major is business, there is a gazillion. But for mine, I seriously was making up, okay, marketing intern for blah, blah, blah. Different stuff that, I mean, sport. I mean, there's so many different things that you could do with visual communications, but I kind of had to make up what I wanted to look up because I just wasn't sure what was out there. And it wasn't really explained to me beforehand. I kind of had to learn that on my own. So finding finding relevancy in what you're learning and how that can help you apply it to what you're going to be doing in the real world, that right. real world I, application. I always loved whenever teachers were like, you're actually going to use this because there were so many times in school where I was like, come on, I'm not going to use this. But I loved when teachers kind of gave me that connection and said it out loud, like you are going to use this when you do this, when you grow up. It kind of made me want to learn it because I'm like oh well I have to learn this now because I'll have to know when I'm a grown-up you know so that kind of stuff I would think it'd be awesome if teachers kind of connected more things to the outside world than just sit there and go through because it's curriculum right yeah Mm, that's good well thank you Lila for coming and visiting today we have had a fantastic conversation and gained a lot from your experience We look forward to seeing you at Shop Lila B on Instagram. So everybody reach out. And we will have the article that Lila was featured in for uh, the Gamecocks on our show notes, as well as her uh, Instagram handle. So if you'd like to reach out and support our Anderson 5 alum, please do that. Lila, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. I had so much fun. Today we're with Jaden Acker, a student at Southwood Academy of the Arts, who's arts area major is banned. Jaden, how are you? I'm doing good. So Jaden, tell me, what is one accomplishment? Anything. School related, non-school related, what is one accomplishment that you're most proud of? Playing drums. Tell me, in school, what classes, not specifically by teacher name, just classes, subjects in general, do you love the most? I love ELA the most and band. And why do you like ELA and band the most? ELA, I like um, writing about stories and reading books. And in band, I like music, playing drums. So I am kind of picking up on that you have a creative side that ELA and band kind of brings out in you, right? Yes, sir. So talk to me about if you had to pick a least favorite subject in school, what would that be? Math. And why? Because I'm I'm not good at math. It's really, really hard. And I... That's the subject that I need the most time on. If school could be about any one thing, and all subjects, all teachers would have to design their classes around that one thing, what would you want that to be? Music. Why music? Because music, I've been doing music for like all my life, and 
I would say music is like the number one thing that I'm good at in this whole entire school. So <clears throat> your goal is to feel successful in everything that you do, and you think music would help you do that. Mm-hmm. If there is one thing about school in general that you could change, what would it be? Social studies. What about social studies? Remembering the time period of when this happened. So it's a lot of information to absorb, right? Mm -hmm. But, Jaden, what if we put it to a beat? Your eyes just lit up. Your eyebrows just raised. Why that sudden enthusiasm about the same content you just said was hard? I I think I would have learned a lot more from, from that, from the beat. So using your talents to apply to something that you necessarily don't like or don't understand as well, do you think that would make you want to stay up a little later to study for it, put more attention to learning those things if we made a game about it, we made a beat about it, we sang about it? Yes. Do you ever get the choice to do that, or do you always feel like you have to take a test, you have to write an essay? I feel like that I have to take a test and write an essay. So talk a little bit about your creations um, with music. What do you do in your spare time? So when I'm at home and I want to do music and stuff, I would go home and get on my drum set, play drums. And um, I will also get on my computer and make music on that. And sometimes my friends, they would ask if they could, if I could send them some of my music and I'll send them. My friend actually has a YouTube channel and I will um, sometimes make music for his YouTube channel. I also play at church, and every Sunday I get paid. Now that must be an incredible incentive to do well. Those of you listening can't really see, but you can probably hear it in Jaden's voice. He's all smiles right now. He, he loves what he's talking about. He gets passionate about it. With all this music and stuff, do you feel like your teachers know your gifts? Do, do they know the talents that you possess? Probably not, but there are some that went to um, my concert. And how did that make you feel? Made me feel good. Yeah, that teachers are taking the time to know about your passions. Do you wish more teachers know your likes, interests, and the talents that you possess? Yes. You're in a very unique situation. Does focus on an arts area four days a week for 90 minutes a day make you want to do better? Mm-hmm. Well, I know if I, if I, if I did horribly and my subjects, then uh, I already know I wouldn't be able to do band or, and do music because, because like, I have to get through school first and make these good grades before I can do what I want to do in college. Jaden, you have one year left at Southwood, and I know that Southwood is a unique school. It caters to your arts area. It caters to your passions. It overlaps into your academics. But talk to me about how Southwood has changed you as a student and as a person. I like coming here. It's better than all the other schools I went to. But um, Southwood has made me want to study harder and sense that I can play drums and band. It makes me want to um, go to school every day and learn new things. So, Jaden, here comes the dun-dun-dun, the bad news. In a year, you head off to a school that isn't as focused on an arts area. You may get your arts area once or twice a week, and it's more heavily focused on academics. That arts, that passion that you have kind of gets drawn back. What do you take with you from Southwood, from an arts magnet school where they focus on your passions? What are you taking with you to help you be successful in high school? 
I would take with me the skills that I learned, like how to speak up when I need for when I need help and how to get extra help and study a little bit more. So I think what you're saying is your arts area has depended on those things, that you study hard, you speak up, you practice. And I think those are skills that a lot of students don't get to learn, and you've been very privileged to learn that. What's your future goals? What do you want to do? I want to create a um, band, my own band, and and travel around the world, play for um, people, because I already have friends that are learning instruments right now, and we were talking about creating a band when we were like seven years old. Do you think school has prepared you for that? A little bit. For those of you listening to our iTalks podcast, all of our intro music is actually composed by Jaden that you hear, and so we're kind of getting to put a voice with with a beat. Jaden, thank you for joining us. I, I love how passionate you are, and I hope that you get to carry that with you to your high school and beyond that. And when you start selling out arenas like Madison Square Garden and you're playing the drums in the back, I want backstage passes and tickets to your concert and say that I knew you win. So, Jaden Acker, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me on here. I'm Tom Wilson, Anderson School District 5 Superintendent, and you're listening to iTalks. It's the podcast with illuminating conversations that empower the learners we serve. Hey guys, this is Paige Mitchell, and I am super excited to have Tillman Bradshaw, one of our Anderson 5 students with us today. He is currently at Concord Elementary. We also have Sandy Bradshaw, Tillman's nanny, with us in case we need her for any assistance during this time. We are going to chat with Tillman today about all of the cool things that he does as a little learner and see how he can empower other learners in our district. You ready, Tillman? Yes. Tell me your favorite day at school ever. Um, it's when I got um, a terrific kid and... Um, and I got to um, eat lunch with my principal and and my assistant principal and uh, my other friends what too. Kind of, like, did you get a special lunch that day? Yes, and I was the one who got to pick it. What did you pick? Sullivan's. Sullivan's. I knew that was gonna be your favorite. What's your favorite thing to eat at Sullivan's? Um, pizza. Pizza. <laughs> and Do you get... and the, for dessert, I like the ultimate chocolate cake. Oh my goodness! Now I have to put that on my list of things to try out. I've been to Sullivan's, but it's... I haven't had the ultimate chocolate cake yet. Well, it's it takes you a super long time to eat it. <laughs> I bet it does. I bet it does. Tell me what your favorite thing at school is. Um, it's doing my Chromebook. Your Chromebook? What do you like to do on your Chromebook? Um, Kahoot. Kahoot? What is Kahoot? Tell me about it. Um, it's this place where your teacher puts on questions and, um, and you have to answer it. And there's, um, a first place winner and a second place winner and a third place winner. Do you like to be first place? Yes, and I like to be um, the second or third or fourth and yeah. fifth because um, fourth and fifth um, have, a, there's a little oval pops up on after the things and it says who's fourth and fifth. 
Very cool. So your teacher takes the things you're learning about in your classroom and you play Kahoot on your Chromebook? Yes. That is super fun. Tell me what your favorite subject in school is. Um, my favorite subject is math. You like math? What, what do you like about math? It's because um, every time we do math, we after that we get to do Kahoot. Oh, that's definitely the best thing to do. Yeah. So you can play the games when you're finished with your lesson. Tell me something that if you could change anything about your classroom and what you're learning about, tell me something you might change. Um, that we can do more, um, more stations. More stations? What kind of stations do you do in your room right now? Um, reading. Reading. That's your favorite? Yes. Awesome. Tell me what kinds of things you want to do in stations. Um, like, I want to do, like, um, doing snaptricity kits in my station. So you would like to have different stations, like Ozobots. Remember when we brought the Ozobots yeah. in your classroom to be able to do maybe math stuff with Ozobots? Yes. Do you remember the B-Bots? Have you ever gotten to play with those? Um, no. We'll have to get those out and play with those. Okay, we, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do that, definitely. Yeah. So you want to do things, the hands-on activities in your different stations, right? Yes. Definitely. What do you know how to do so well that you could teach me right now? Um, Snaptricity. Snaptricity. What's your favorite one? Um, my favorite one it is the brick structures. Tell me about it. Um, like you have to build like a tower and it shows you and it always every one of the snap kits have instructions like the um, Illumination 3D. Oh yeah, so you follow the directions in the book? Yes. Can you do it all by yourself or do you have to get help from someone? Um, I think I can do it all by myself. I believe you could. I've seen some of your videos of your mom recording you doing the different things that you do. You're super talented. Do you know, do you know that? Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell me something that you don't know yet how to do, but you're excited about learning about? Um, counting to 1,000. Counting to 1,000? Yeah, I just wanted to, to. I bet you'll be able to do that really soon. Yeah. So Tillman, I hear that you have a YouTube channel. Is that right? Yes. What's it called? Um, it's called the Bradshaw Family Videos. The Bradshaw Family Videos. Tillman's mom is also a teacher in Anderson 5, and so she has allowed us to spend some time with Tillman today. Do you like to go to Disney? Um, yes. Do you do some videos while you're at Disney? Yeah. Tell me about them. Um, like, one is, um, like, and one is the S Expedition Everest, and Nani is in it. Nani's in that video. Yeah, and Papa Rick because they're um because they're behind us in the um in the uh, ride in the ride. So how do you do this? How do you take those videos? I've been on Expedition Everest, and I don't know if I could do a video while doing the ride too. So tell me how you do this. Um, it's because I have a GoPro. Okay. And my daddy somehow found out that I. Can, how he when he goes on to YouTube on and plugs it into plugs my GoPro in on to his um 
computer and he goes on YouTube, he um, finds out a way and he can put it on um, TV. So do you wear the GoPro on your head? Do you hold it in your hand? What do you do when you're on the I video? Do, I do it on my hand or daddy and, or mama too. Dad, daddy and mama help you in the video? Yes, and sometimes Sadie holds it. Oh. For, so when what does it show like Expedition Everest? What yes. does it show on the video? Um, like it the Expedition Everest. Um, like you going up the mountain, and I show everybody um that that was that way and be like the Epcot ball and the yeah, and the different things that you can see. Yeah, super fun. Do you do other kinds of videos? You said you're going to the beach. Are you gonna take your GoPro and do some videos while you're at the beach? Um, yes. Like what kind of stuff? There's a um yellow thing that I have and that makes it is for the water. You can take the GoPro underwater too? Yeah. Well, Very cool. But it doesn't, well, in the seawater it doesn't show anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it hurts my eyes when I go under when there. you go under there. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of like taking a little field trip on your video camera, right? Yeah. That is super cool. So tell me what you're going to video while you're at the beach. Um, like me, I'm going to the um, resort pool. Resort pool. What do you want people to learn about when they watch your videos? Um, I want them to learn about having family time together. That is excellent. I think that's a great idea. How does it make you feel knowing that people are watching and listening and learning during your videos? It makes me feel good. Do you want to encourage that they can create videos too? Yes. Do you get opportunities or do you want opportunities in your classroom to be able to create more videos and do that with your learning? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, hmm. Hmm. What would you make? What kind of video would you make about your learning? Um, I think I would make um, a, um, a one about math. You would make one about math? That's your favorite subject? Yes. What kind of things would you put in your video about math? Um, like, um, place value. Place value, that would be perfect. I, you know what I think? I 100's think you, charts. 100's charts. I think you could make some videos and then we could share them with other learners and that they might be able to learn something from what you have to share. You know, that would uh, be cool? Yes. We might have to talk about that later, okay? Okay. Tell me, what do you want to be when you grow up? An Imagineer. An Imagineer? At Disney? Mm-hmm. Are you going to design different things? Um, Yes, like rides, um, restaurants. That there. is awesome. When you're big and famous, will you remember me? Yes. Okay, so we can hang out while I, when I come to Disney. Uh, I can okay. come see you and you'll take me behind the scenes. Yes. Oh, I can't not. wait. That's going to be super fun. And maybe my mom or dad or Nani. Yeah. Or anybody like Papa Rick or... Or um, somebody else in my family. Okay, too. I'll call them too. You'll probably be busy designing all the new the new rides at Disney, so I'll call them and they'll get in touch with you. Okay. 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 Well, I really love getting to talk to you today, and I thank you so much for coming over and spending a little bit of time with me. And I can't wait for you to show me some snap circuits. Okay. Okay. All right. You want to tell everybody anything before we go? Um, no. No. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right.
So just to kind of recap our little chat with Tillman Bradshaw today is knowing that he creates YouTube videos. He loves working on his Chromebook and doing different games, and he is a hands-on learner. And being able to take that into our classroom and apply it to the other learners that we serve is very powerful. We can change the way students think by putting different tools into their hands and allowing them to be creative in the content that we teach them. Don't be afraid. Um, We know that little people can do big things too. So if you have any questions for us, always contact your DIS and we're happy to help. See you guys later. This concludes another great episode of iTalks, produced by the Anderson School District 5 Digital Integration Specialist. Want to learn more? Check out the show notes and resources on bit.ly forward slash A5 iTalks. Thank you.